I used to be the, the type of person that people fought for. And so it was hard for me to step out there. It was hard for me to say anything. So people stepped, people stood up for me. And as I got older and I started having children, I, I tell my children all the, all the time, do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So in order for me to say that, I have to live that. This is Growing in Place, a show about food and resilience in rural Indiana. I'm Violet Barron. My name is Juan Ruffin, and I am a butcher at Kroger's for 23 years. I also am a union steward and an executive board member. Today we're going somewhere a little different, to the other end of the cattle world that we saw last episode. If you haven't heard that one yet, take a listen. It's a fun one. To get to your plate, someone's got to raise the meat, and someone's got to cut that meat and package it up for you. Juan's worked at Kroger in Indianapolis for 23 years, and he's been a union member that whole time. As a butcher, his job is specialized. It takes skill and strength to lift big pieces of meat and cut them for customers. We talked by phone after he finished a shift about work and about this wild summer. A typical day for Juan falls into a routine, stocking, storing meat, and cutting it for orders. But when COVID hit, that changed a lot. As a grocery store employee, Juan is considered an essential worker. That means he never sheltered in place. He was always expected to keep on working throughout the outbreak. And he saw a lot of things in those shutdown days. There were several customers that I would see throughout the day that came to the grocery store every day because there was literally nothing else to do. Yeah. And that, that was really taking a toll on us because uh, we didn't understand why someone would come to the grocery store every day and expose, and, and a lot of them came in without mask on. Yeah. So it was like, why are you in the grocery store every day? and A lot of times they were not purchasing anything. It was just something to do, just to get out. It was really exhausting because everybody, grocery shops, everybody has to eat. So if that's all they could do, that's all they were doing. And so we were busy, I mean, extremely, like I've never seen us uh, as busy that much and every day. He says that's calmed down now that Indiana is opening up again. But he's still concerned, especially since the virus is far from under control just yet. Like when cases first started to rise in Indy, Kroger announced it would limit stores to half capacity. Half capacity is what we are on an extremely busy day. So it wasn't really eliminating exposure. It was just meeting the demands of or or a PR stunt, actually, because if you're saying we're limiting uh, a store to half capacity and every Kroger that I've ever worked at has never been at half capacity, even at their busiest uh, moments, then you're really just saying words because you're not you're not limiting anything. 
Right. Because we're never if 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 I work at a Kroger that that has a capacity of uh, fifteen hundred customer or fifteen hundred people, and we operate at seven hundred fifty seven hundred people at our busiest time, what what are you doing? What are you doing for us? You're not you're not making any safer for anybody because we never operate at capacity. No one there's never ever. 1,500 people in a Kroger for any reason. It's not a concert hall, it's a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. So there's not ever yeah. that many people in the store to begin with. So saying you're limiting capacity is not doing anything safety-wise. He says at the core, there's a discrepancy between what Kroger is saying and what they're actually doing. That was my whole issue when, uh, what has it been, uh, maybe a month now, that that... We were, they changed our uh, our dress code to make masks a part of our um, uniform, so they were required for us to wear them, but they never required customers mm. to wear them. Uh, when it first, when it first got really bad, that was one of my concerns was, you know, these customers are coming in here every day, exposing us every day, and you're not requiring them to wear masks. And in the earliest days of the pandemic, when Indiana was fully shut down in March and April, Juan says there were no official protocols in place for limiting exposure. He remembers a day when one of his coworkers tested positive for COVID, and no one was sure what to do aside from calling the health department. The store shut down for a few hours, but there weren't clear rules on how to distance after that to keep everyone there safe. But... We didn't feel any safer after that. Um, We didn't feel any more secure after that, you know, because Mm -hmm. we still had to go, because I'm I'm not sure what department this person worked in, but if they worked in the deli department and you came to the store down and cleaned the deli department, we still have to contact our our protocol to to clock in. We have to touch the, it, 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 it reads your fingerprint. So we all have to touch this this uh, time clock to clock in. Wow. So yeah. you're cleaning the you're cleaning the deli department, but if this person buys groceries or this person stops at a register, you know we have touch screens that you scan. You have to touch the time clock. You know we're still exposed, yeah. so no one felt any safer. Fortunate for for us in service departments, we have to be extra sanitary. So washing your hands and using sanitizer and all that stuff is a requirement in service departments. So far as exposure, I I wasn't too concerned about myself, but for my coworkers that were a little bit older or a little bit unhealthy, you know, had some of the things that they said um, that would be concerning, those were who I I was worried about. And, and I'm sure they were even more worried about it. And, and, and several of them self-quarantined and, and they took the loss because they were afraid. And Juan says that a lot of them made those calls really early on before Kroger granted paid time off for sick workers. Before that, they were required to use vacation time. Now, Kroger offers 14 days of paid leave for workers who test positive for COVID or who have verified symptoms. And as of July 2nd, Kroger's requiring everyone in its stores to wear a mask. We reached out to them, but they didn't respond to requests for comment on their policies this summer. (laughs) 
Wan's union is called the United Food and Commercial Worker International Union, or UCFW, and it's won some rights for its workers in Indiana's Local 700 chapter. They got members more distance between workstations in places where that was possible, and social distance in break rooms. And they're still fighting. They're working at the state level and across the country to give better benefits to workers on the front lines and to limit their exposure to the virus. Since Juan's a union steward, he advocates for his coworkers, and he makes sure they feel safe at work. But for him, being in union leadership goes even deeper than that. As an autistic person, advocacy means a lot to him. I used to be the, the type of person that people fought for because, you know, being autistic is hard. I have what's called pervasive developmental disorder, which is a social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard for me to step out there. It was hard for me to say anything. So people stepped, people stood up for me. And mm-hmm. as I got older and I started having children, it was, it, I, I tell my children all the, all the time, do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So in order for me to say that, I have to live that. A part of watching people get mistreated and knowing what our rights were, um, I decided to step up and be a union steward because I, I've had store managers that took advantage of people not knowing what our contract says. Yeah. So um, I felt it was only fair or it was the right thing to do to help them and show them that they don't have to take a bunch of crap from someone because they don't know what they can and cannot do. It's just like being a parent. Mm-hmm. You always want you, you want what's best for those that 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 don't know. You want what's best for those that don't that can't. And of course, the summer hasn't just been about the virus. It's also been about protests in over 350 cities, and many, including Indy, involving violent clashes with police. Juan's watching it all. Okay, so I am a 47-year-old black male. Mm-hmm. So this, this, these last few months have been an extra lot. And understanding and recognizing the significance of Juneteenth compared to the 4th of July, Mm -hmm. which is considered Independence Day. And knowing the the history of Juneteenth and the 4th of July, it has been a lot to um, discern and to um, not be probably as vocal as I probably should be because I am an American. I was born here. I was raised here. My parents were born here and raised here. My grandparents were born here and raised here. So we are Americans and I could probably go six or seven generations. But I also recognize that as an African American, which I use the term loosely because I was born here, that as an American, we celebrate the 4th of July as Independence Day for Americans. But recognizing my history, I, I, I celebrated Juneteenth as Independence Day for African slash Americans. And so 
I understood and I appreciated what I've taught my children about the 4th of July and what I'm teaching my children about Juneteenth. As far as heritage goes, there's a lineage that you you always have to, they, they say if you don't, what is it, learn from your history, you're doomed to repeat it or something yes. like that or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's so, it. It's, 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 I've always taught my children to learn from mistakes. They don't have to be your mistakes for you to learn from them. And to also be proud of who you are. Um, and if you do it because it's the right thing, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from this, these, this, this, the COVID pandemic and the Black Lives Matter movement and and just it, it's it's a lot of information because we we're at a point in time where information is flooded, flooded through every it's flooded. There's a lot of information out there, and you have to do a lot of research to find out what's true and what's not. Yeah, and because all we've had is time because because of COVID nineteen. We've had a lot of time to hear a lot of things and learn a lot of stuff. And I I hate that it had to come to COVID-19 for us to realize all the things that we take for granted, mm-hmm. like the ability to go out and do things and enjoy people. That's one of the things that I miss the most is I'm, I, I'm, I'm autistic, but I love with my relationships. Mm-hmm. I, I gain a lot from being around people a lot. Mm-hmm. All I've had was my coworkers for the last umpteen months. I haven't seen friends. I haven't seen family because I have a lot of family that were high risk. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, talking on the phone is good, but being around a person that you like being around is a lot better. And I've, I've tried to teach my children to to always enjoy the time that you have because it's limited. This year at Kroger has made me more tired than I've ever been in my life. I've worked more hours than I've ever worked in my life because if if you're trained to do a job and there are a few, there are, there are a lot of butchers left. There's a lot of people that work in meat shops, but there are not a lot of butchers left. There's not a lot of people that can pull a cow and cut it in half and seam it down and get all the cuts that you like, T-bones, New York strips, ribeyes, filet mignon. Not a lot of us left. So when you're limited on how many people can do a job and then COVID hits and those people, a few of those people get self-quarantined, then if you're not self-quarantined, then all of that falls on you. And that's what happened to me. Uh, My boss is high risk. He has, he's diabetic, and his doctor made him quarantine. So the only other person that could cut meat like he cuts meat is yours truly. So I have worked more hours this year than I've ever worked this far along in any year of my life. He's always thinking and innovating, though. If you call his phone and leave a message, it says you've reached Fat Cakes by Rough which is a bakery that specializes in cheesecakes. That's a side business for now, but he says he hopes to eventually move to full-time and leave Kroger behind. You know, when you're a butcher, lifting 70, 80, 90, 100-pound slabs of, 
of meat for 23 years takes a toll on your body. I love I love cutting meat, but I enjoy the thrill of making someone's taste buds happy by making dessert. This show is brought to you by Indiana University's Center for Rural Engagement, engaging communities through research, teaching, service, and partnerships. Our home is at Indiana Environmental Reporter, thanks to the Media School at Indiana University. And a big thank you to Elaine Monahan who made all of this possible. And thanks to you for listening. We'll see you next time.